Welcome to Red Rank Podcast. I'm your host, The Crow Show, host of the number one Dead by Daylight podcast on Spotify. That's right. We've been there for two, three weeks now. I think we can start with that intro. Today, I'm very happy to deliver an interview I conducted with Spook and Jukes, somebody I look up to very much, who's inspired me over the last year, year and a half that I've been watching his content. We talked a lot about music, Dead by Daylight, Perks, Survivor and Killer Entitlement, Competitive DBD, Family Life, and trying to balance all of that. And of course, we got into congratulating him on hitting 100k subs on on YouTube and going full-time on, on Twitch and YouTube. It's a really, really fun conversation. I hope you enjoy it. And friendly reminder, please rank the podcast on Spotify app, any podcast uh, platform you listen on. You can find me on all the major platforms. Ratings do help out the show a great deal. And I couldn't have gotten number one without all of you helping me out with that. So thank you so, so much. So without any further ado, please enjoy this interview with Spook and Jukes. All right, welcome back, everybody. Uh, as promised, I bring you uh, Spook and Jukes in this interview in the latest series where I talk to content creators, focus on Dead by Daylight. Spook and Jukes is a partner Twitch streamer and recently hit 100K subscribers on YouTube. Congrats on that. Thank you. Uh, his pronouns are he, him. Uh, Spook and Jukes, welcome to the show and thanks for doing this. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. It's a pleasure to be here. I wanted to talk a little bit about like, I'd like to start at like day one, like in terms of gaming, what first got you into gaming? Like, were you a little kid playing like Sega or Nintendo? Or, yeah. Or? Uh, my first, my first system was the Nintendo 64. Okay. Uh, I played a little bit of Sega uh, on a friend of mine. My friend of mine had a Sega. I played some Sonic and stuff, but mostly it was the 64. I played a lot of GoldenEye, Mario 64, oh, nice. Turok. I played. Oh, nice. Uh, Mario Party. I played a uh, Paper Mario. All the Mario games I was really into. Yeah. And then, yeah, I just never stopped. I was really into PlayStation. Big game in my childhood was Spyro on mm-hmm. the PlayStation One, and yeah, just just kept going from there. Oh, that's awesome! I remember Mario Party. I had a really embarrassing story. <laughs> Where, you know, Mario Party is a perfect game. You get together with your friends. You play a bunch. And uh, one of my friends was like, I won, I won. He took credit for my win, and it was Princess Peach who won. Oh. And I was like, no, I'm the princess. I won. I'm the princess. <laughs> <laughs> so for the, the next year, everybody called me princess. You were the princess, yeah. That's <laughs> really That's embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was really embarrassing. So did you have a – so you, you mentioned you had some friends you played with. Is that who you had to fight with for gaming time on your systems? Yeah. Well – I mean, I played mostly, it was just single player stuff. I didn't have any, um, really any competition at home for, for games, but, um, yeah, as, uh, I think it was the original Xbox that came out and Halo two, I think was the first multiplayer game I played where you could play against other players online. And then, um, then I got the 360, and then it was Halo three and call of duty and left for dead, that kind of stuff. And I, I kind of. I was always bouncing between 
those online games and i did play a lot of single player like uh skyrim and fallout i liked okay i like those kind of open world games too yeah quite a lot and cool yeah after the 360 i switched over to ps4 and been back on playstation ever since yeah the rest is history right from there yeah so you survived the uh the halo and call of duty lobbies <laughs> i did yeah i i always thought it was funny and i mean i did my fair amount of trolling i never got into yeah. like the the toxic shit i think the, the worst things that i said to people were really bad your mom jokes you know oh yeah, yeah. but uh but yeah no it was it was goofy it was just something to, to laugh to laugh at back in the day and I, I to this day i still laugh at it here in dvd so all right yeah i know <laughs> i think i think in a lot of ways you get it worse than pc gamers i would say because like a friend of mine, she plays on Xbox, and she'll get invited to parties. And I've seen you, you even have YouTube videos where you show that. You get invited to uh, a party, and then they're like, yeah. you fucking suck, I hate you, you're bad. Like, it's the greatest thing. I mean, it's one thing to have somebody in a little endgame chat, you know, calling you trash and whatever. But when they invite you to an actual party, and you hear this other human being just shouting at you over a video game, it's it's a whole new entertainment there. Oh, totally. It's, so yeah, definitely. I would say console definitely has an upper hand as far as that goes. Yeah, <laughs> and the the funny thing is, they don't realize it at the time, but they're giving you really good content to work with. And I think that what you do with that kind of content is a really beautiful thing because most of us <clears throat> we get really upset. We'll be like, "Oh man, those guys were jerks," and "Oh, my feelings are hurt." But like you, you just turn it around back on them, and you're like, "Hey, thanks for the." free content on youtube <laughs> yeah i think the best way to handle that stuff is just to make it you know make it look as silly as it is because it really is silly and i yeah. always think about that after the fact where i'm like i wonder if these people like you know after they cool down and you know wake up the next day if they're like man that's kind of embarrassing the way that i just invited that random stranger to a party <laughs> to yeah. scream all sorts of just profanities at them because they played a certain way in a game like i feel like a lot of them are probably a little embarrassed whether they like to admit it or not. Have you heard back from many people who who were on one of your videos and they're like, oh, yeah, you got me or or I, did they double down on stuff or? No, it's 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 I'd say probably 90 percent of the time they double down. But mm -hmm. it's it has happened where some people would be like, hey, I was in a video of yours, you know, six months ago. And, you know, looking back on it, it's it's pretty funny. I definitely acted, you know goofy and whatever and yeah. it's always it's always uh, it's always chill you know oh yeah i don't hold any grudges against <laughs> these people it's just goofy oh yeah yeah and i told you just before we started recording and in, in the initial email i sent you when we first set this up i was like you know i had some really bad behavior when i played this game in the beginning and i was kind of a jerk and i was like man the last thing i want to do is end up in one of spook and jukes like compilation videos of like <laughs> salty streamer gets mad rage quits and calls them bad and insults their mother and insults their their dog and stuff like i just at the end of the day yeah. it's dead by daylight what do we have to gain other than maybe blood points i there's really not much to gain at the end of every trial right no yeah i i totally agree i think it's you know you, you feel some type of way in the moment but you know when you reflect on it, it's just it's goofy behavior. And depending on how extreme it is, it can be pretty, 
pathetic. Obviously, it, it depends on the how extreme it is, but oh yeah, um, yeah. I think uh, I think if you do end up in a video like that, it's the best thing you can do is try to look at it from the perspective of the person on the receiving end, or you know what I mean? Yeah. To be like, oh yeah, I was kind of a dick, and maybe I shouldn't have. <laughs> said all of that stuff because you know i died in a video game and oh yeah yeah so um but unfortunately a lot of people can't look at it that way they're just in the right all the time which which is fair you know yeah 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 i just want to rewind just a second here because there are some people listening or maybe watching on youtube who maybe haven't seen your content before some of those people mm-hmm. hiding under a rock but um <laughs> yeah spook and jukes i would say what's it about been the last year or two you've been kind of some of your content uh, focuses on calling out like, you know, entitled survivors being very rude or entitled killers being very rude to somebody. And they Mm -hmm. take it to like a really weird personal level. Like they'll go into somebody's chat and really just let them have it. And um, I think you first landed on my radar. uh, I, I can't remember the guy's name, but he went through some really tough personal times. Um, and then this, this group like came and got really upset with him and, and he ended his yeah, stream. It might've, yeah, it was, um, I know who you're talking about, um, yeah. his, his mom had passed away and they came That's in right. and they started mocking him uh, for his mom passing away. Yeah. Yeah. Like over dead by daylight. Like yep. that is not cool. Like that's just, it's ridiculous. It's disgusting. And, uh, yeah, and that's you know that's why I make the videos, and I'm I'm really happy that I made that video because mm-hmm. the the streamer that was in the video, um, Spanky Jinko, I think is yeah, that's uh, right, yeah, yeah, uh, got a ton of support, and there's mm-hmm. actually a Twitch partner now. So, oh wow, that's amazing, yeah. that's wicked, yeah. And I've popped into into his streams a few times now. Especially Very nice person, really amazing person, really really nice person, mm-hmm. and just uh, deserves all the love and support, and yeah. Uh, you know, in that video was I thought very professional and um, handled it about handled it about as well as he could given the circumstances. And not all, not all of us can understand what that's like, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that was that was something where I was like, okay, yeah, this guy's a, he's he's a cool guy. I I, I think I get his stuff now, <laughs> and uh, yeah, that was, that was amazing. Uh, how does it feel to like when you? Because you're putting yourself out there, you're putting very strong opinions together. You also back them up really well with evidence of, we'll just paint broad strokes, people being really rude and nasty. They'll Mm -hmm. say things that are, you know, straight up violate TOS of, of Twitch. Like, how does it feel to put yourself out there and then deal with the backlash of that person's community and people saying you shouldn't be doing this. Like, is that a struggle at all or it is? Yeah. I, yeah. uh, a lot of people don't know it, but I, I get a ton of anxiety anytime I post any video like that or like while I'm making it, while I'm editing it, especially like the, the moments coming up to posting it, I get a lot of anxiety. Cause like, even, even if the person did say some really awful stuff, I still think about, you know, God, I still don't really want people going and harassing them. I don't want people like, shitting on them and then i also like you said think about the backlash from them and their community but at the end of the day like when i make these videos it's always in defense of somebody who was on the receiving end of 
harassment or something. Yeah. So I always remind myself like, okay, number one, I'm defending this person. I'm standing up for this person. I'm using my platform for that. And that will in turn give them, you know, a lot of hopefully love and support. And then on the flip side, it also just sort of shows a situation like that from an outside perspective where, like you said, as someone who maybe acts a certain way and you don't realize the effect it might have on somebody. Because mm. I get those comments all the time where they're like, yeah, I used to be an asshat in this game. And then, you know, I watched a few of your videos and I was like, wow, you know what? Maybe I'm actually being a dick. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so that's the other kind of reason behind it is if somebody can watch a video and be like, oh, wow, I don't want somebody to have a mental breakdown because I made fun of, you know, a family member who passed away or something all because I died in a video game. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. people might just self-reflect a little bit. and But yeah, in terms of this, it does stress me out. Yeah, yeah. I, I do. I do think about it. And so as far as dealing with the backlash, I guess I just sort of roll with it. I, mm-hmm. I'm definitely one of those people that has um, a sp- sort of split. Uh, <laughs> you either love me or you hate me, I guess. I have a that's right. Of, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's one of the, yeah, that's one of the things I have written down here as well. It seems like you can be a polarizing figure in the community and uh I don't know, how how, how much weight do you put on that appearance or, or that at least like the the way people interpret your content and who you are as a person like Well, there's so what's what's interesting is there's people who dislike me for different reasons. So there's the people who dislike me because of the way that I play the game, whether it's, you know, basement Bubba or because, you know, I camp and tunnel and I advocate for playing how you want to, if you're trying to win or if you're just trying to do whatever meme around, just play the game how you want. You paid for it. Who cares? Mm-hmm. You know, not everybody has a fun time. Every match, if you don't move on to the next one, it'll probably be better if your headspace is fine. But people don't like that. I, you know, don't follow these rules a lot. Um, and I don't do it as survivor either, which is, uh, interesting. I actually posted, (laughs) I posted a video where, um, I got killer salt for one of the first times and they had told me to end myself. Oh, wow. And and in the video, I teabag two times. Mm -hmm. And because I did that, the comments are filled with people saying, Oh yeah, but you teabagged or, Oh yeah, but you crouched. (laughs) And that's, if that is not the dead by daylight community. Yeah like summed up of like oh yeah this person told you to end yourself but you did crouch up and down a couple of times so you were obviously toxic too it's like dude yeah it's it's pretty silly but anyway so yeah i have a lot of people that dislike me for for playing the game a certain way and then i also have this other side of you know oh you do cancel culture you just you know call people out and you just want to create drama and cancel people and this this and that which i mean you can't really win with that i i don't really agree that my videos are cancel culture, first of all, because I don't name the people 95% of the time. Yeah. yeah. So I'm I'm not trying to cancel anybody. It's more about talking about the behavior and the effect that it has on people. And the, pe- the people's names that I do drop are the ones who had bad things said to them or happened to them. And then I try to sh- sh- you know send love their direction. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I don't um, I don't look at it as as cancel culture because it's it's kind of like standing up to a bully I, I try to tell people like you know if you saw a kid getting bullied in school and you went up and you stood up for them it's not like you're trying to cancel the bullies or you know oh, yeah it's like you just 
there's somebody yeah. being a dickhead and you're standing up for them. It's yeah. just plain and simple, but there, there's a, I think there's a very big difference between like quote unquote cancel culture and holding somebody accountable. And yeah, I, the thing I've is, always... with, to me, cancel culture is when you don't let somebody change for something like, you know, yeah. cancel culture to me is, you know, somebody said something 10 years ago when they were a, a teenager and then you bring it up, you know, when in their 20s or 30s, you're like, oh, look, they're they're a racist or they're homophobic. And it's like, mm-hmm. no, they were just young and cringy and edgy, but mm-hmm. they grew up and they changed. It's like that's cancel culture to me. It's when you don't give anybody the opportunity to change or to 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 move forward. Yeah. Whereas opposed to if you're just calling out behavior, I mean, I've I've always said, you know, the people that I talk about in my videos, if they change, if they apologize and stuff, I've taken down like numerous videos of mine that have had hundreds of thousands of views because the people have apologized to the people they were shitty to or mm-hmm. they rebranded and wanted to be better. So I've, yeah. I've taken down a ton of those videos, which could have just been more views and more ad revenue, but I don't yeah. care about that because yeah. I care more about the value, the, my values that go into making these videos. So yeah, yeah it I, is what it is. And I think that's very respectable because, you know, like in terms of the content you've put out there, I, I did notice there was one person in particular and um, going through your YouTube videos, you said, I took down the video for this person. And, and you talked about, I think you talked a little bit about why. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I don't know if every YouTuber would be comfortable doing that, taking down videos that have big views and could potentially bring you in more revenue. But like you said, it's more about the value you're providing and the, the content versus, you know, leaving s- something up that's maybe a little bit dated. And Yeah, well, that's the last thing that I want is to, post a video about some, you know, some behavior that somebody had and, you know, then they go, oh yeah, you're right. I was a shithead and now I want to move forward and be better. And then it would just suck for me to leave that video up forever. And so while this person is becoming a better person and doing this and, you know, they're more positive, they're still going to have new people that see these videos and they're going to think they're still like that. And then they're going to be like, hey, why are you an asshole? And they're like, no, it's old. So it's just, it's just one of those things yeah. where it's like, you know, if you're making an effort and you're changing, I don't want to have that bad image for you. Oh, totally. So. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, I just wanted to talk a little bit about like when you transition from, you know, working full time to becoming a full time content creator, how did that mm-hmm. feel? To, uh, that's a big accomplishment. <laughs> that's going to be a big change for your family too. It was crazy. And the timing was incredible i i talked about it in my hundred thousand subscriber video but it was uh, i I went full-time right when my um my daughter was born which was crazy because um you know we had been busting our butts to get a good chunk in savings so that when uh, my daughter was born we'd be good and you know because my my wife works in healthcare uh, or in the medical field but she um she doesn't get she she didn't get paid maternity leave, which is kind of crazy. Oh wow! Yeah, so it was like three months of unpaid um, leave, and so it was just mm-hmm. going to be whatever we had in savings, and then me working, which was waiting tables. Um, mm-hmm. And then I got to a point right when she was about to be born, where I was making the same amount doing content creation that I was waiting tables. So I was like, oh, this is perfect because now I can just do this at home. Mm-hmm. instead of having to leave and go work double shifts and whatever and leave you here with the baby um 
so this so it was just perfect and i just really lucky honestly and it's just grown from there and my wife works part-time now and i'm just doing this full-time that's awesome were there when you're waiting tables were there any stories that really stood out you're like wow that person was crazy that person was a little entitled salty customer maybe <laughs> oh man uh yeah, dude, there's 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 a lot yeah i mean oh yeah I, I was yeah waiting tables is is crazy i i always try to like tip like 30 percent. yeah even, even if the service is like subpar mm-hmm. i'm just like look i know what you go through um but yeah i, I guess the one thing i could think of is there was a, uh it's like a high school that came in for like a hockey game or something and mm-hmm. one of the coaches was like belligerent drunk and then walked out without paying the bill and oh, then wow. and then the waitress whose table it was went out with the receipt which you're not supposed to do that as a as a server you're like you're supposed to just let it go because oh. you don't want to have any lawsuits or whatever but okay. she had she had worked she'd been working there for like 15 years and she just was like fed up mm. like at the end of a shift or whatever so she went out there and was like hey like you need to come in here and pay this bill and then he like went up and like started to like put hands on her. Oh in wow! Front, in front of this school bus of like kids. Wow. Um, he didn't like punch or anything, but he like got in her face and like put yeah. his finger right in her face and stuff oh. like that. And they ended up calling the cops and he got arrested. Wow. Yeah, that was probably the the craziest thing that I saw. Just this crazy. <laughs> I don't even know if he had his job after that because I would imagine it probably stains your reputation as a high school coach. Oh, totally. If you're going around doing that in front of the kids. So. That's pretty disgusting. It's yeah. it's unbelievable. My my brother uh, used to be a chef, and the stories he told me, <laughs> it's just like, where do these people come from? Like, where did they get off on the, this weird entitlement? And dude, yeah, I think about it. I was like, you know, there's a lot of entitled people in Dead by Daylight, but also <laughs> there's a lot of entitled people just in the real world, just in general. Because yeah, you do get that a lot when, especially in the service industry or even mm-hmm. in re- even in retail. Just oh, yeah. people that come in and they just feel entitled to everything. And it's it's very just makes you cringe. Oh, totally. Um, I just wanted to touch on really quickly. Like I saw in a in a video a little while back where somebody kind of made attacks about your your parenthood and your responsibilities and mm. commented in a really negative way. So I was like, how do you defend yourself in that situation? And how do you protect your family at the same time like that's got to be really tough because from what i've seen you you're very open and you do share quite a bit and uh where do you draw that line i guess is my my question yeah um i, I know what you're referring to i think it was mm-hmm. the shortbread video yeah it was yeah but yeah i mean that was just it's just silly petty and low to to lie about somebody and then to talk about how they must be as a parent and stuff like that. And I, it's probably one of the main reasons I made the video. Cause I was like, all right, oh, listen, yeah. listen, you fucker. <laughs> like you want to, like you want to, you yeah. want to talk shit. I'll like, I'm going to call out your bullshit. Yeah. Um, and that's yeah. what happened there. And, uh, um, yeah, I mean, it's, I guess it's part of just being, um, somebody that has, an audience or eyes on them you're gonna have people say shit about you i mean anybody who watches my streams or anything knows that i love my kids very much my my daughter 
Hank like just pops it on stream all the time before bed. Oh yeah, right on. It's very cute. But yeah, as far as what I show, I do have people that are like, oh, why do you, you know, show pictures of your kids? And it's like, well, I should be able to. I mean, people. Oh yeah. Show pictures of their kids. Like I know there's mm-hmm. weird people on the internet, but yeah. I mean, I, I mean, it's I'm not posting where I live or anything. I'm just trying to share. You know, I I think I have a beautiful family and I like to show it off and they make yeah. me happy and makes me oh, happy totally. to post stuff. So, yeah, I, but I do think about it and we've talked about it and there's there's even posts, you know, from on our Instagram that we've taken down from like, okay. when we bought our house and stuff like that. And we both yeah. privated our Facebooks just to be extra safe because we've had some weird shit happen. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't doubt it. Yeah. Pe- pe- people being creepy that we've, you know, worried about maybe getting swatted or Mm-hmm. something but we've also contacted um we, we've took contact of the law enforcement and stuff around here and they know what mm-hmm. i do so they're also oh, that's aware because yeah. people have threatened to swap me before so i've wow so i've um i've already covered the ground there so i'm not really too worried plus i have two dogs and one of them is a big german shepherd so uh, <laughs> yeah yeah she <laughs> she will literally eat anybody alive that were to try to do anything which is always nice Oh, that's good. Well, I'll, I'll cancel my plans to attack your backyard there. <laughs> yeah. Don't <laughs> that do it. sounds she's, scary. <laughs> she is. She's a vicious. She's a vicious one. I mean, she's a sweetheart, but. I wanted to talk a little bit about your YouTube because a, a little while back you, we mentioned your 100K subscriber mark and mm-hmm. the video you posted about that. Um, I noticed like when you first started your YouTube channel, I was looking at some of your earlier videos. It was like, you know, good survivor builds and good killer builds and then um was there any one video that kind of catapulted you to the the next level of youtube i mean it wasn't like a specific series it was just the the salt videos Mm -hmm. you know like the one where uh, there's an early one where i got invited to uh, a playstation party that one did well just any of the ones where i was getting salty messages or voice messages there's another one where this person was sending me voice messages on PlayStation, just all that kind of stuff. And th- those kind of encounters are what made me start my YouTube channel to begin with. Yeah. Because anytime I had an interaction like that, I thought it was just the goofiest thing. And I was like, man, when I watched YouTube back in the day, I used to watch, you know, hate mail compilations for gaming because I just thought they were fun oh, as yeah. hell. So I was like, oh, yeah. man, I'm like, I'm like living <laughs> what I used to think was entertaining. You know, so I'm like, I bet if I post this, some people will probably get a kick out of it and then they can, you know, share experiences they've had with people who are salty. And that's just sort of what, you know, took it off. And yeah, that's cool. So you went from watching that content to being there was also the driver's seat, too. Yeah, there was (laughs) also the the, I do that that series. I haven't posted one in a while, but it's the trolling TTVs as the baby survivor. I do that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I do that. That. Um also um helped grow the channel quite a bit Mm -hmm. because people got a kick out of those yeah oh yeah i've seen some of those those are really entertaining um how many suggestions would you say you receive for like hey i found this guy or this girl this person who's really rude and nasty and like how do you go about like going okay i'll make a video on this person or yeah i get i get a lot of them yeah i get a lot yeah and you know, I I try to look at as many as I can. I, I really do. Um, I kind of like have a routine where, you know, I sit down some mornings and just check my emails and 
you know, have breakfast and just kind of getting started in the day and I'll check, you know, check what people are saying. And if I see something that really catches my eye is like, man, that was really nasty or man, I feel bad for this person. I, you know, want to stick up for them or I don't just anything like that or, or maybe something new I haven't talked about a lot of that, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff stands out to me, but um, yeah, I get a lot of stuff that I, I ignore too, where it's like, Oh, this okay. person called me a trash killer. It's like, all right, that's, it's not really the end of that's the world. That's pretty average, right? Yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> like that doesn't every really, game ever. <laughs> it's not even like really a personal insult, like yeah. to, to real life. They're just saying trash killer. And it's, it's a lot of stuff like that where it's just people kind of being mildly salty, which, is also it's still entertaining you know but it's yeah. not something i'm going to make a video on where somebody called you a trash killer because that's not really that's not any anything super crazy or extreme yeah I feel like, like that's something you should post on your own channel yeah that's yeah. that's something i think about a lot because like i i see a lot of that on tiktok and youtube like and that's one, th- that's another reason why I kind of changed my, uh, my strategy for how I behave while I'm playing on stream is especially it's like, you know, I went up against a salty TTV or this is his reaction. And they show the POV of the survivor, like running a killer around killer shack and they cut to the killer and the killer's going, oh, this, this fucking Meg. Oh my God. She had dead heart. I'm so pissed off. I'm going to get her. And like, and- <laughs> It's yeah, so- that I I I know, and that's the stuff that's silly. Where it's like, that's just them talking about the game and their yeah. frustration about the game. It's not the mm-hmm. same thing. And there's actually a, a misconception there that people have with my content is those. I get some comments that are like, "God, you just think nobody should ever be mad, and everybody should just smile and say great game after every match and just be happy about everything." It's like, no, no. I get frustrated, I get tilted, I get pissed off when i play sometimes it's it's natural <laughs> especially if you're a competitive person and you want to win like it's that's normal but what's not normal is when you take it to the next level and you're like you like you said going to people's chats like mm-hmm. mocking their viewers saying slurs or whatever it is yeah. mocking them in any sense it's like that's just where it's not necessary but, oh totally but when people try to act like the uh the in-game stuff like oh this fucking meg god dead hard ugh. You know, that's just, that's just griping about the game. Everybody, everybody does that. And so, yeah, I I think it's a little bit silly when people act like that's the end of the world. Oh, totally. Now, just uh, one more bit. I I was curious about with like the salty videos you put together, like how much time and research and like time do you have to put into like editing that too? And do you have to do you write notes? You write a script? Like, I'm curious about your process behind that. Um, so usually when people reach out, they give me specific timestamps. So it's not like I have to really do a ton of a ton of research when it's that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh the shortbread thing was a little bit more research, but again, that also was people reaching out to me about them as well. Um but for a script, I usually write like a loose script for the beginning or the intro of like generally what I'm going to say and like mm-hmm. sort of like a almost like a timeline of how like what order I want to talk about things. And then I will watch the clips and then say what I'm thinking about them, which I've already thought about, but I just say oh, yeah. it I, while I'm recording. So mm-hmm. there's not like a word for word script, but I do sort of frame it 
yeah. you know, how I want it to go. So it's, it's in timeline in the timeline of how I want the video to go. If that makes sense. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And it's, it's really well structured. Like I gotta say, like it's, you know, I, I haven't tried putting stuff together like that, but it, it's all just so well organized. And I think that's a big reason why people really enjoy your content and like the way you put it together. Cause I've seen other videos from other people. I'm not, going to name names or anything but people who will do something similar but it just doesn't feel as structured and it's just as a result not as entertaining or not as yeah i do i do have a process too where i i often like i i rarely post these videos without like i usually send them to my brother okay okay (laughs) uh um i send them to my brother and i'm like hey like check this out let me know what you think and there's been videos where he's been like i don't think this is really worth making a video about and i don't post it because i'm like okay yeah and then there's videos that i've made where they're like 35 minutes long and he's like yeah that's a good video but i think you can easily shave 10 minutes off this because you repeat yourself a lot and i'm like oh oh cool so then i'll like go and cut out a bunch of parts to make it more condensed Mm -hmm. um so that's super helpful to be able to get that feedback. And so there's that bit of a process. Cause yeah, a lot of my videos would be longer. I think if I didn't try to take that extra yeah, process at the end. Oh, totally. H- have you ever, have you ever gone to your wife and been like, check this out? Like, does she relate to any of this at all? Yeah, or? no, I've yeah. Yeah, she, she's watched She's watched them too. I mean, she's, she doesn't know a ton about dead by daylight. So if it's that kind of stuff, she's kind of doesn't really get, a lot of the terminology. I mean, she knows generally a lot of it, but yeah, in terms of the shortbread situation, she was very much invested in that one because oh. of, you know, talking about our kids and, yeah. about, you know, you, so she, you as a parent and husband. Yeah. yeah that that uh, was, was out of yeah, bounds. No. Yeah. It was, it was funny when it came to making up the follow-up video, she did not want me to make a second video. And I mm-hmm. like, you know, I didn't plan on it. And then there was just so many clips of him, saying all this stuff about yeah. uh, about us and uh, just just lying and he and she just at one point was like just you know just make the damn video <laughs> oh that's <laughs> and was, awesome and i was like yeah yeah i'm gonna make the video oh that's and, awesome um, yeah so so i definitely talked to her about stuff as well before that's cool it's funny because i'll show my wife some stuff and she'll be like i don't understand <laughs> she doesn't play the game at all and doesn't watch my streams and one yeah. night, one night as we're getting ready for bed, she was like, what's barbecue and chili? And I'm like, oh, it's just this killer perk in Dead by Daylight. She's like, because you say it a lot during your streams. <laughs> I'm like, oh, OK, <laughs> I'll, I'll monitor that, monitor and abuse that. Uh, <laughs> it was really silly. I know. I'll tell you what. My wife definitely knows what camping means. She knows what yeah. tunneling means. She knows what no ed is. She knows she knows all the terms that are talk, <laughs> talked about a lot and. Stuff like that. So. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Um, before we dive any further into like the game and content creation and stuff, I wanted to talk about in your background, I see there's like like a lot of music instruments and I was in your stream the other day and I think you were listening to your band's music. Do you want to talk mm-hmm. about your music? And uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I've, I've been, um, I don't really, it's not something I've always super hard promoted on, with spook and jukes, but um, mm-hmm. I'll talk about it here and there. Cause I I've been in the band for, um, I think our first single came out almost nine years ago. So it's oh, cool. coming up on a decade. Yeah. Yeah. The band's called villain of the story. 
Okay. Um, yeah, it's been a, it's been a grind. I think we're, um, probably the most successful now that we've been, I think we have 331,000 monthly listeners on Spotify. Oh, that's wicked. Yeah. So we're definitely, um, we're signed to a label now as well. And, um, oh, cool. so yeah, it's, it's awesome. I sing in the band. Um, okay. And uh, my brother and I, the brother that I send um, videos yeah. to, he's in the band as well. Me and him sort of run the band and do everything and write all the music. And um, I do also play drums cool. just for fun. I played drums. Yeah. Uh, my brother and I have been doing music together since we were like 10. Um, so mm-hmm. our first high school band we were in, I was the drummer. He was the guitarist. Oh, okay. And then um, I don't really play piano. There's a piano behind me. My son is learning piano right now. <laughs> okay. But I can do a little bit by ear. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. It's fun. That was originally the first like career path that I wanted to do after graduating Ah. high school was I wanted to be a musician. Yeah. And then um, I've just always been doing it on the side and trying to pursue it while, you know, waiting tables and stuff like that. And Mm -hmm. so it's just been sort of a dream. And now I do streaming and YouTube, but I still do the band on the side and just wait. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Waiting to see if it ever just skyrockets or anything but right now we're just sort of you know steady sort of underground still but Mm -hmm. oh that's great what what uh genre are you guys playing uh it's like a mix of hard rock metal metalcore like some of it's really heavy and some of it Mm -hmm. is like more radio friendly uh where it's just singing so we, we really try to uh have a mix for people our our more radio friendly stuff has been doing more um pop more more popular or doing better numbers i should say so mm-hmm. we have been sort of focusing harder on that and doing a little bit less heavy stuff but we still do the heavy stuff yeah so you what you know what you guys need you, you just need one hit to go big on tiktok and that's it it'll be just I, like, we've talked about that yeah we've talked about that we uh yeah we just need one just need the one yeah just one that's catchy enough where the girls and boys can dance yeah <laughs> like, get, do the tiktok get dance going yep one dance it's all it takes <laughs> i know we're trying to we're trying to find that one golden ticket song that we can get a tiktok out of well <laughs> i wish you all the best on that yeah. uh, on the topic of music I, I don't know if you watch music documentaries at all but uh i watched one recently i think it's called count me in and it's mm. about uh drummers and uh um taylor hawkins is in it I uh, read some piece, uh, yeah. a drummer from uh, Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters, yeah, he's in it. Um, I'm blanking out on names, but it's really good. I recommend you check it out. It's, it's like, on Netflix or what's uh, it on? It's on Netflix in Canada oh, cool. here. It's called oh. Count Count Me In. Okay, yeah, and yeah, it it's about <laughs> yeah, it's about uh, drummers who just talk about like you know talk about John Bonham and how John Bonham like kind of inspired them to become drummers and. Taylor Hawkins talked about his how like his his friend got him to sit on the drums and he got him playing and he told his story. He's like, Yeah, you're a fucking drummer, dude, because he just instantly just meshed with it. And I was like, That's It's awesome. such a beautiful story, but it's so hard to watch because he's not with us anymore, right? I so, know. I feel the real. same way, like watching old interviews of Chester Bennington and stuff like that. Yeah. From Lincoln Park. I'm just like, oh, oh. right. It's tough. God. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's really, really tough. Just wanted to talk about that, like music stuff, real quick before we dive more into like content creation and Dead by Daylight. Yeah. Um, 
now there are there are some people who will be listening who are you know they're streamers themselves or mm-hmm. aspire to be content creators what advice would you give to the people who want to like take it to the next step in terms of creating their content yeah i get asked this a lot and i always tell people the like my biggest advice is just to have um have different platforms that you're making content on so mm-hmm. like if you want to be a twitch streamer don't just stream on twitch like have a youtube channel post yeah. on your youtube channel have a twitter have a tiktok have other things that you're posting on because my twitch wouldn't have grown if it wasn't for my youtube yeah and yeah. um and then you know once you have two platforms that are growing they just feed each other mm-hmm. so um i would always say that you can always, you can have one that you're putting the most of your energy into but you should always be like and be active on social media too. One thing that I did really early on too was I I would turn on like this is way when I didn't have very many followers on Twitter. I would um I turned on the notifications for the Dead by Daylight Twitter account. Okay. And anytime they would tweet anything, I would mm-hmm. always try to be the first one to go in and say something funny or relatable or snarky or goofy uh-huh. so that people would like my tweets. Mm-hmm. And then I would <laughs> And then I would like go and follow people, you know, and so uh, they would follow me back. It's just kind of one of those, you know, oh, yeah. hus- one of those hustle games. Like you, you got to kind of do stuff like so, that. Self-marketing, or, right? Yeah. Early yeah. on, you got you to gotta do that to get your name out there. So that's actually a really good strategy. I've been doing that a little bit, especially with like bigger accounts. Yeah. If you have something insightful to say or even something dumb to say, it doesn't matter. Like as long as as people are checking out your content, like one of my friends uh, posted a clip of like just a bugged vault in, um, in the swamp, you know, the big boat. Uh, It was just a, it was just a bug. Like he vaulted over the window and he landed on the ledge below. Like you're not supposed to be able to end up there. And I, I said to him, I was like reported, enjoy your ban. And that, (laughs) and that comment, it got like, it got like so much attention and so many people were like getting upset with me. Oh, God. <laughs> it was like, dude, people are so quick like that on Twitter, man. Twitter yeah. is one of those places. It's just, there's, it's just full of extremes. Yeah. People take everything seriously, everything personal on Twitter. I've any, pretty much any drama that I've been involved in has been on Twitter. People yeah. just going nuts. I'll be like, yeah, I don't think dead by daylight is that competitive of a game. It's more of a casual game. And, then the whole Dead by Daylight competitive scene comes out and is like, people can play the game how they want. It, we can play competitive. And I'm like, whoa, I didn't say that. <laughs> yeah. All I said was, I don't think it's that competitive of a game at its core. I'm not <laughs> saying you can't play tournaments. Do what you want. Like, it's yeah. just people just, it's like they decide they want to take things personally. And yeah, they like they like to read it in in this combative way that you didn't mean it at all. Mm-hmm. Kind of like I'm sure with your tweet where you're just making a joke, but they think that you're saying that you should get banned for stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. It's just crazy, man. People yeah. just jump. They just jump. Yeah. And then and then when it's like this bandwagon too, as soon as some people see other people fired up, then they're fired up and then it just snowballs. Oh, yeah. I think the community, if and when this game Dead by Daylight does die, it'll be the due to the community because uh um i'm surprised that it's made it this far with the community and i hate to say that but yeah it's bad yeah because um i don't know if you follow cope but uh cope released a video today talking about 
just how much the community like he loves the game dead by daylight but maybe doesn't love the community the the same way he loves the game just because of like the things they say and they'll straight up attack his viewers and stuff like that it's just like yep over... if it wasn't if it wasn't for the licensing deals that this game has gotten over the years i think it it would have not completely died but it would have it would be ri- like super under the radar right now if mm-hmm. it wasn't for the licensing deals. And I think a lot of that would be the community. Like, I think a lot of what brings people to the game are the huge licenses and yeah, which is awesome. And it's good for content creators like us, you know, and stuff mm-hmm. who, you know, want to keep playing the game and keep talking about it. But man, uh, if this game was just meant to thrive on original content and the community it has, I don't think it would thrive yeah. super well. Yeah. It's, it's rough. It is rough. Like, I think that anybody who's created content in Dead by Daylight um, from the from the top of the list all the way to the bottom, I think at some point we all feel stuck and, like, really kind of, like... And, and Cope talked about that a little bit, too. Like, he, he notices he'll go into friend streams and they'll be, like... He'll see that they're visibly miserable. But if they stream something else they're screwed because like you know the the stats go down and yep i feel that all the time yeah yeah i was gonna ask you about that like because i i looked in i looked in your stream paths and i've seen you streamed like within the last year you've done some elden ring like dark souls vhs and visage and stuff like how did that Mm -hmm. how did it feel to stream something other than dead by daylight like is that something you wish you could do more of absolutely i mean before dead by daylight became my main game i didn't have a genre i didn't have a game i just played whatever mm-hmm. i mean i i dark souls that whole genre is my my favorite of all time dark souls is my favorite game ever made bloodborne is my second favorite game ever made i love that whole genre i would love to just play those forever and not touch anything else uh and i if i could do that and stream it i would but yeah. um but yeah i also i played a lot of i would even play Fortnite. i would play um the forest and other mm. single player games, even Skyrim. And uh, yeah, I've, I've been dabbling a little bit again, just because, mm-hmm. you know, I just need to for my sanity. I've even oh, yeah. streamed. I, I've, I've the games I've been playing offline with my friends lately have been Fortnite zero build. I, I don't like, I oh, didn't yeah. like, I didn't like Fortnite very much back in the day. I was really bad at it, but now that they did the zero build, it's, it's really fun with friends. Oh, totally. And then, Rocket League is another one that I've been getting really into. Okay. I've been playing that off stream. So I've I've streamed both of those a couple times, but since uh since October I've been getting into some horror games too. I tried Phasma mm-hmm. last night, which was fun. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. But it is scary, <laughs> like you said, like you know, you have a game and that's what people know you for yeah. and expect you to do. And when it's something you do for your job and you know your stats are gonna go down, your subs are gonna you know, oh, yeah. not gonna get as many subs and yeah, you know it, it's tough, but it's it's kind of what you have to do, especially if you want to get that audience of people who watches you for you and not the game. Yeah, you got to yeah. do that sort of stuff. I probably will stay away from variety on my YouTube channel, mm-hmm. probably like indefinitely, unless it like got way bigger. But yeah, I do want to do a second YouTube channel mm-hmm. that's dedicated to variety, and I want to actually put more attention to that like on the side so that I just can 
<laughs> yeah. Keep my sanity, man. Cause <laughs> oh, I totally. really, I really do struggle playing dead by daylight as often yeah. as I do. And I dude, I don't touch this game unless I'm streaming it. Like yeah. I don't play it for fun. I mm-hmm. don't play it with friends. I play it on stream and people are like, Hey, besides Dead by Daylight, what's your favorite game? And I'm like, Dead, I'm like, Dead by Daylight is not even in my top ten, maybe not even top twenty favorite games. I hate yeah. to say it, like I, yeah. I, I hate to tell you that because I know you love Dead by Daylight, but it's yeah. not one of, you know, it's it's a job, and I do yeah. love the game. I, I oh, there's yeah. things I love about it. I think, sadly, I think the community has sort of ruined it a little bit for me because mm-hmm. it's hard to play the game and enjoy it when everyone just screams at you all the time. Oh, totally. I, but, I, I wanted to ask you a little bit about your relationship with Bubba, because I know Bubba is a big part mm, of your content. Like, how did yeah. that start and how did that evolve? And uh, So, yeah, I um, was way back. I was doing build requests. This is before I was full time and somebody requested that I do basement Bubba. And I didn't even know what it was. I was like, Bubba. I was like, does that mean like, do I use Insidious? And they're like, yeah, use Insidious and use Iron Grasp, Agitation. And I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. And then first game I did it, it was like a 4K in three to four minutes with two DCs. It was the easiest 4K oh. <laughs> I've ever gotten in my life. Yeah. And it, I was just like, oh my God, like I just got a 4K by just standing there. And it's just really <laughs> fucking ridiculous yeah. and goofy. And then, you know, it just became one of those things where I dedicated one stream a week to it. And it was just this fun time where Mm -hmm. so many funny moments of just survivors falling for and i would call it fishing because i put someone in the basement and then i i wouldn't stay down there i would leave the basement Mm -hmm. and i would watch from a little bit of a distance Mm -hmm. and then if someone would go down then i that they'd be nibbling on the worm and then i would go in and try to catch the fish and oh yeah yeah yeah, so it was just a fun little game and I still I still do basement bub. I don't do it uh, a full stream every week anymore. But mm-hmm. Bub Bubba in general is also just my favorite killer in the game. Oh yeah, same here. I, yeah, I love playing him. I love his kid. I feel like he's very he's not overpowered. He's not underpowered. If you know mm-hmm. how to play him, he can be pretty decent. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it's also nice because if you do get shit on, you can pretty much secure a kill by just face camping if you want to. So <laughs> that's, that's true. also yeah. There's not many yeah. killers that you know when you get dunked on, you can just make sure that you get a kill and Bubba's one of those killers. You can just make yeah. sure that you get somebody, which is always a nice feeling. You're like, well, if I get totally dunked on, then I mm-hmm. just can maybe secure one. And if they get altruistic, I can get a couple. Oh, totally. Yeah. So, yeah it- I, but people, it's, it's funny too, because I think people, some people who think that I love Bubba because of the movies and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I, ironically, I'm not really into the, the movies oh, okay. so much. I, yeah. I, I've actually never even seen the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I've oh, seen, you haven't, eh? No, wow. no I've never okay. seen the original. The, the the one that stands out to me that I've seen the most is the 2003 mm-hmm. remake with Jessica Bale. If, or Jessica oh, yeah. Beale? Jessica, yeah. Uh, yes. yeah, Beale. Yeah, yeah. I think it's Beale. Yeah, I've seen that one the most. And I haven't. Yeah. There's the new one on Netflix I haven't seen yet. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, they think it's uh, Halloween is actually my favorite uh, right. franchise for horror. Mm-hmm. But Michael Myers is definitely not my, one of my favorites in the game to play. Oh, he's just he's just so underpowered, right? You're just like, yeah, it's they a, jump it's through a, a window. Oh man, I can't do shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I walked behind a rock, and now I can't. It takes you so long to be able to walk faster. My biggest gripe. This is we're getting off topic, but my biggest oh, yeah. gripe with Myers is when you're stalking from a distance, it just doesn't work. Like, yeah. You should be able to get up your stock from a distance. Like if oh, that's yeah. the whole point of stalking. If I'm mm-hmm. looking at somebody from like 
up on a ledge and they're way down doing a gen. Yeah. I should be able to to get fucking stock from that. Oh yeah. You have to be up in their face to get the most value. And it's like that doesn't yeah. make any sense because that's not if you're up in their face, you're not stalking them. You're just in their face. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the way it is in the original movie, right? Like he's Yeah, he's in, in he's, the, he's in like the school field watching Laurie from in, yeah. inside the classroom. Or down at the clothesline, you know, looking up into the window. <laughs> exactly. Stalks from a distance. Yeah. But I've always said I I I have a hunch and I have a feeling that they're going to buff him. I, I can almost guarantee they're going to buff him, but then they're going to hammer his add-ons like crazy. Like mm-hmm. They're going to take out Infinite. They'll take out uh, oh. Tombstone. Tombstone they're going to take out, especially with this new Mori shit. I bet you they'll take it out mm-hmm. eventually. I don't know how soon. And then yeah. they'll probably... I wouldn't be surprised if they got rid of Scratch Mirror Myers too. Yeah, that's that's a thing. Like if people are having too much fun, that's a behavior way. It's like, okay, let's get rid of it. Yeah. <laughs> what do you... Just, what are your thoughts on the proposed changes? Because they haven't gone into effect yet. I'm talking about like the finishing yeah. Mori and base kit borrowed time or base kit borrowed times in there, but base kit unbreakable. What are your thoughts on those? Yeah, I'm really mixed. Um, like on one hand, like, so there's a few things. So first of all, I think it's cool that we'll be seeing Mori's more often. Yeah. Because I never see Mori's. Mm-hmm. Uh, for one, I barely use them myself. And two, when I play Survivor, killers rarely use them. And if they do, you know, a lot of times I'm not the one who gets moried. So I don't just don't see them. So I think it'll be nice to see the killers moris potentially every match or at least the matches that you lose. Or as killer, every time you win, you'll see a mori, which is kind of mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> uh, as far as base kit unbreakable, I think it is good and bad. I think it's good because getting left to bleed on the ground is boring yeah. and it sucks. So it's nice to have that chance to just get up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when the killer's trying to slug everybody or trying to slug for the 4K. On the flip side, it you know, the fact that you can run the perk unbreakable and you can get yourself up in like 20 seconds. Yeah. Uh unlimited amount of times. I think that could be annoying if people are running if it's like a full team with Sabo builds, you know, and they're doing that boil oh, over yeah. run run to the top of Eerie of Crows. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. and make sure you can't get hooked. So you have to slug them, but now they can get up as many times as they want. <laughs> yeah. So you know, you're gonna have situations like that where it's gonna really suck. But if you're oh, not yeah. going against those teams, I feel like it's probably not gonna be that big of a deal. But mm-hmm. I bet you I bet you when it happens, if it happens that Unbreakable is going to become one of the most used perks in the game because yeah, people are going to want that. to people are going to want to get up, yeah, like in twenty seconds, an infinite amount of times. Like that's just it's almost too good to not use. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we'll see. I I didn't play the PTB. I don't usually play the PTBs unless it's like new chapters or something. So I yeah. just kind of watched a little bit. But but yeah, yeah I, I'm not super for it. I'm not super against it. I'm sort of in the middle. I can see oh, the okay. pro. I see the pros and the cons, and I think yeah. there's good things and bad things. So yeah. I know I've seen those. I've seen the videos of, you know, where there's nurses that end a game in like oh. 40 seconds because yeah. they. <laughs> yeah. But 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 then when you think about it, the chances of that happening and the like the likelihood is pretty rare. Yeah, I feel like the way I see it too is not only is that super rare, but that can happen in in live servers right now. A nurse yeah. can end the game in 40 seconds but now they in live servers they just have to put you on hooks and and yeah. then it ends <laughs> but right. uh it's like not not i don't 
see a ton changing. I think the only there's two things I want to see changed in terms of like the finishing Mori. Um, in order to, pre- to prevent those nurse forty second trials, which won't really happen that often in the grand scheme of things, especially in like casual games where you know I'm I, we have no way of knowing how much of the player base is super casual versus the you know sweaty tryhards. Yeah. Um, but like the the spawn points, I think sure put three survivors in, spawning into the trial together, but have one far away, and I think that takes care of those, you know, nurse blight yeah. speed runs. Um, yeah, and, and also the finishing Mori make it so that it activates after everybody's been hooked at least once, and. Once everybody's been hooked at least once, then you can finish the game through the finish. Yeah, I morning. think that's I think that's a super fair um, compromise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like that way, at least like especially in like a, if if a team's on comms, they can be like, okay, well she hasn't downed me yet. I'm I'm gonna go run and hide in the corner, and, and while she's yeah. slugging, you guys get up infinite times with Unbreakable, and. Yeah. Uh, Hopefully that would prevent those speed runs, but those are just my only two additional thoughts on that. Yeah, I can agree with that. I'm I'm interested to see. I, I mean, I guess they don't really have, from what I've seen, they don't have an ETA or a, a specific no. date yet. They just kind of said, you know, eventually. The, yeah. So maybe with the next chapter, maybe uh, after that, who knows? Yeah. Uh, I wanted to talk to you too about your. You've got a Noed tattoo a little while back, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> got it right there. That's super badass. <laughs> yeah, it's part now, of my, go- my part of my ghost face tattoo. Yeah, that's amazing. Now you mentioned in your video when you talked about it, it's not really about so much about the perk, but it's like, what was it again? The artwork or the? Well, it's. I mean, it's more about the the sleeve that I have, like for this arm. It's a horror video game sleeve. So I have yeah. I have Michael Myers right here, and then I okay. have one of the four kings from Dark Souls right here. Okay. And then I got Ghostface, mm-hmm. which is horror, and then I got the little Noed piece with it, which would be Dead by Daylight. And yeah, it's more to symbolize like the impact Dead by Daylight has had on right. my life. Yeah. Um. And you know, I'm I do love Noed. It's my favorite perk. <laughs> in the, it's my favorite perk in the entire game. And I don't get yeah. all the the whiny people in the community that are like, eh. Like yeah. I don't give a shit. It's a perk that I enjoy. And I think the artwork is really. I think it's one of the coolest looking perks in the whole game too. Mm-hmm. I love the uh, the design of Noed. So um, oh yeah, to just just to symbolize the fact that you know this game has done a lot for me and for my family, and mm-hmm. that's you know, it's changed my life. And so. Yeah, I did a I did a subathon, and that was the main goal. Was if I you know hit this goal? Oh, that's I'll, awesome! If I hit this goal, I'll get a noed tattoo, and I hit the goal. So I was like, oh, I'm a man of my word. So here we go. Right on. That's cool. You have a <laughs> subathon coming up tomorrow. Now I'm not sure how soon I'll get yep. this posted, but yeah, what are, are there any crazy goals in that one? Uh, so the main goal is for me to dye my hair blue and purple. Okay. Um, and the, sort of the inspiration behind that is my son's hair is blue and purple. He's it was. Um, he decided at the end of last school year he wanted to dye his hair so he did uh, it was like greenish blue mm-hmm. and then for this school year he wanted to do blue and purple Yeah, and I thought it would be something I was like trying to think of subathon goal ideas and I was like you know I've never dyed my hair and it would also be kind of cool to match my son oh okay. you know? so uh, I've been sort of growing the hair out a little bit oh that's and if, awesome if I hit the goal I have to dye it 
blue and purple. And the goal right before the, or a couple before that is I have to do survivor rule book November. So I have to do oh. the, the <laughs> entire month of November. I have yeah. to play. I can't do any camping tunneling. I can't use no ed. Ah, uh, yeah. So that's going to be a painful month for me. That will um, be. Yeah. Cause yeah, I'm not so good at following those rules. Um, yeah. The survivor yeah. rule book. What, who, who wrote that anyway? Like who's just a, just a bunch of, <laughs> <laughs> entitled people who don't like to lose that's it <laughs> that's right that's that's what there, there is a killer rule book though i mean yeah there's definitely killers you know that's don't true. gen rush don't crouch up and down don't use flashlights yeah there's plenty of killers that have rule books too oh yeah you crouched once at me at at the pallet you just dropped and now now you must die on first hook dude it was crazy too the video that i teabagged like I it was, I did like a five jet. It was a really good chase with a legion, yeah. and then at the end, he like was looking around, like he lost me, and then he mm-hmm. looked in my direction, and I was at the end of the hallway. So I did a quick one two. Oh yeah, like like hey, I'm over here. Come yeah. chase me. I want to like there's one gen left. I want you to keep chasing me. Mm-hmm. And then I don't think he liked that. So then he downed me, and then he tried to bleed me out. Oh, so he just so he was like shaking his head and yeah. standing above me. But then I got adrenaline when the last gem was done. So then I pallet stunned him and I ran away. And then when he was chasing me out the exit gate, I did another one, two. And then I left just to kind of be like, haha. You know? Oh, yeah. You know, it was kind of a, it was like a back and forth. Like, yeah, you match their energy, right? Yeah. I, did, I just <laughs> it's so like people can have these emotes like in game kind of banter. And I don't think it's that big of a deal. And then mm-hmm. you have the majority of the DVD community who looks at it as like the biggest sin to mankind oh yeah and it it it's funny to me too that they call it teabagging mm-hmm. when it's it's not teabagging <laughs> yeah the survivor is not putting their nuts on your face oh okay? I, I could have sworn they did i've got these marks on my forehead yeah. that indicate Dude, otherwise ghost face on the other <laughs> ghost face can properly do it yeah the, pi- the pig can properly do it even That's trapper true. even trapper can do a little teabag with his yeah. traps yeah, but survivors cannot teabag you. They, you yeah. know, it's not possible. Maybe Victor. That's kind yeah. of. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend that's inappropriate. But yeah, that's funny because like one of one of the people I really got along with in the community, we just met in a random trial, and I was Bubba on Old Haddonfield, and uh, he was teabagging me, and I was like, oh, okay, I got, I got to finish this, this, uh, I got to finish this chase. Like this guy just he wants to be chased. He's got a flashlight. He's clicking at me. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, I get it. We're vibing. We're having a good time. Yeah. And uh, actually, one of my friends I interviewed on this podcast uh, about a month ago, I was going through some of my old clips, and I found one where I played against him a year ago, and I didn't know who he was. He didn't know who I was, but it was the same thing. Him and his friends were getting flashlight saves on me. I was Bubba, and... Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, these guys are too good. Like, why am I in this lobby? They're way better than me. And I was like, at the same time, I was just kind of like vibing off their energy. And I was like, okay, well, let's just keep, I'll try chase them. If I get them, I get them. If I don't, I don't. Of course I didn't. And at the end, I was like, oh, you little jerks. All right, you can go now. Like, you know, they're styling on me in the Exegate. But it was all fun and games. Like, there was no hard feelings and it's how it should be. Yeah. That's 100% how it should be. Yeah. And so. that's that's the biggest problem. And I talk about this a lot too is the reason that there's so much like negativity is because 
people assume the intentions of the other side. Mm-hmm. So like, for example, if you see a survivor teabagging, like you could assume, oh my God, this person is, they're mocking me. They want to make my life miserable. They want me to have a bad game. Like you can think all of this negative stuff but at the end of the day. You don't mm-hmm. know who that is. You don't know what their intentions are. So what is, what's it best? What's the best thing that you could do? You could assume the best. You could assume, oh, hey, yeah. this survivor's being cute. They're doing a little dance. They want me to chase them. They're probably the best survivor on the team and they want to take the aggro. Like mm-hmm. there's so many more reasonable things that you can like rationalize yeah. the situation as opposed to just thinking of the worst possible thing and then just getting mad and then you're tilted and then you play worse because you're tilted and then you lose the game because you played worse because you were tilted and then now you're yeah. more tilted and now you're insulting people and it's just this vicious cycle all because <laughs> yeah. you know an animated character in a video game crouched up and down a couple times it just yeah. blows my mind yeah when at the end of the day nothing's going to happen at the end of the trial you're not going to get a thousand dollars you're not going to get that best buy gift card you're not going to get a free pizza you're going to get some blood points and then you're going to go do it again <laughs> dude it's like i say 12 year olds die in Fortnite and get danced on every day Constantly. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. full on emoted. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they don't cry the way people in Dead by Daylight do over yeah. some cr- over some crouching. It's crazy. Yeah. I've noticed that too. And uh, I, I just started playing Overwatch again because Overwatch 2 is out. And uh, I'll straight up like spray on people. Like you can put sprays in the ground and you can emote and stuff. I'll yeah. do all that stuff. And not once have I received somebody getting mad at me. Nobody sent me any private messages. Nobody's. Uh, nope done any of that like at best of like if you you suck and get good like try it again but beyond it's that the same, it's the same thing in, in rocket league and rocket league's kind of got a spicy community too but mm-hmm. there's thing there's this thing people do is when you like you they score on you they'll spam this quick chat message what a save oh yeah you've ever seen that i have oh what a save and it's like a big thing and yeah i've done that to people who i've you know they do it to me first i do it to them and it's just kind of this thing and then (laughs) and then and then you move on to the next game i've never gotten a private message from anybody Mm -hmm. from doing that stuff and it's just kind of like it's just the that whole yeah keeping it in the game it doesn't have to go outside the game yeah but for some reason in Dead by Daylight, and Dead by Daylight is the only game I've ever played where it's been so bad, where it's like people just have this urge to like make it personal. Yeah. And take it outside into reality. Mm-hmm. And um, I just don't get it. Especially because yeah. it's not an esport. And I, I'm not trying to offend people on Twitter who, you know, yeah. are going to think I'm telling them they're not allowed to do tournaments, but I'm just, mm-hmm. I don't think this game is meant to be like an esports it's so not, it's not apex legends it's not yeah Valorant. It's, exactly like <laughs> yeah. it's if you lose you lose if you mm-hmm. know yeah and I, I had a i had a really nasty back and forth with somebody where we were i admitted fully we were both in the wrong for behaving the way we did in the post game chat and mm-hmm. then we took it to twitter like i i did something really just obnoxious and stupid and ridiculous and I still get reminders of that about two and a half years later. Like people will be like, weren't you that guy who said this about this person? I'm like, yeah, but like. That's exactly what I mentioned to you earlier about yeah. like not letting people grow, not letting mm-hmm. people learn and be yeah. better. It's exactly, exactly what that is. Yeah. And that's, that's more what I would define as cancel culture. Like I said, where it's like people mm-hmm. just want to hold this thing over your head for the rest of your life. Yeah. And obviously it depends on how bad it is. Like if mm-hmm. it's, you know something serious then it, you probably deserve to be reminded of it but if it's something mm-hmm. like 
super petty and whatever. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. And, and yeah. you've, and you've changed and it's years ago, then it's, I just don't. Yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah, and to be fair, like I did say some stuff and do some stuff that was really out of bounds. I felt wronged. So I felt like I should fight back and I took yeah. it too far. And then I reached a point where I, I think I even said, you know, I'm done with this. Like I really regret how far we took it. Like, let's just put it in the past. And yeah, yeah, sure enough, that person sent me a message about three or four months ago with the same energy from two and a half years ago. (laughs) And I was like, I was like, uh, maybe, maybe just chill a little bit. And I muted him and hopefully we'll never see another message from him again. But, uh, yeah. Well, let's hope not. Some people just can't put that stuff to rest. Yeah. I guess it's easier that way for some, but I don't know. Um, yeah, but I, I want to be mindful of the time. So I think we can start to wrap things up here, but okay. one of the things I like to do before letting my guests go is, um, you know, why don't you talk about where people can find you and like you're on YouTube, you're on Twitch, Twitter, very active on all those platforms. Where can they find yeah. you and what times and days and such? Yeah, Spook and Jukes on YouTube, Twitter. Um, I said I didn't even say Twitch. Twitch, YouTube, Twitter, <laughs> uh, TikTok. I'm trying to be more active on. Um, yeah, I stream on Mondays and Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, and then I stream Fridays and Sundays at 10 a.m. Eastern. And that's about it. If you want to cool. listen to my music, it's Villain of the Story on Great. all all platforms Mm -hmm. if you like rock music check it out cool all right i'll do my best to put everything in the show notes of the podcast and uh you don't have to put the band stuff in there i don't okay okay you don't don't have to no okay (laughs) all right i'll skip that but uh yeah Yeah. everything else i usually link in there so yeah again thank you very much this was really nice of you to do this uh with me and uh i'm really excited to um keep this journey going on red rank podcast. I named it about a month before they changed the yeah. ranks. It sucks so bad. Now everybody's like all the new players are like, what does red rank? Mean? <laughs> yeah. We're now the iridescent rank podcast. <laughs> yeah. that just, to me, that sounds way worse. Like, Oh yeah. Uh, it's, a mal- it's a mouthful. It's, yeah. it's so bad. I was like, what's something dead by daylight I could say, but I was like, you know, somebody else had into the fog and, and, um, you know, I'm all ears is out there as well. Kind of named after a perk, which is a yeah. very clever, clever podcast name. And I was yeah. like, I'll just put red rank podcast. Cause that's like the top of the ranks. And I think it's I'll a be... badass name. I think, <laughs> yeah. you can, I think you can keep it. I think. Oh yeah. Yeah. So most people know. Yeah. It's just funny. How, I still, how I still call it red ranks. I don't call it iridescent. Ah, uh, I, 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 I bounce between yeah. the two. Um, I'll say eerie one. Like if I get to eerie iridescent one, I'll say, Oh, I'm eerie one. But if I like, once I get from gold to, I say red, I say gold yeah. to red ranks. I so just can't shake it. When you're bragging at the local Starbucks, I'm iridescent one yeah. killer and survivor. Yeah. Made it October 12th. <laughs> like here's your latte, sir. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> cool. All right, man. Well, thank you very much for your time. Uh, All the best to you and your family in the future. And uh, take care. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure.